Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Adolescent panic, depressing, nobody understood. He is trying to hide it and fight it. Never did Johnny good. Mommy blaming herself, saying it's in our genes. Held me tight late at night, woken up by my screams. Tears mixed with sweat. Greetings and salutations. You're now tuning in to the Hip Hop Advocate Show with John Figs, Bella Music, and The Rock. Yo, tonight we kicking it with our brother podcast, yo. Yo, these brothers been rocking. This brother especially got a fresh new album. Didn't even know he was an artist. With he's been multiple, hiding. He's been, he's been hiding it from multiple me. personalities. <laughs> as we gonna discuss, I just discovered a singer. A, yo, singer. Yo, singing, blowing, Spanish and English. Podcast Shit. host. Podcast hosting. You know what I'm saying, Bajando Mr. Panty. Mr. Bajando Panty, Mr. AKA, like myself. I, I think it's the first time I met somebody that has more AKs than me. Mm. Word. Shit. Right, shit. Yo, we got a man handsome in the building. Yeah. What it is. Ladies and ugly men, welcome. I am handsome Contreras. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to do the intro to Purple Cups and Champagne, but you know where I was headed, man. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a pleasure to be here. See the Purple Cups. It's a shit. pleasure, bro. Like, this is like... This is actually my first time being invited on another podcast, so it's awesome to me. So thank you guys for having me here, especially outside of the podcasting front, because like you said, not many people that know me know I'm an artist, mm -hmm. right? They don't yeah. know about the art, but that's how it started. That's the reason I got into all this shit. That's why you know we're here today. Yeah, and then thank you for it. coming Everybody through. Everybody know. It made me get handsome myself. You know, you see the glasses. You fly, bro. Let me tell you, I'm only dressed like this because of my manager yeah. and stylist, Chetty. Oh, Dude, yeah. I wanted to come with a hoodie and Tim's, and he's like, nah, nah. Yo, you an artist now. We wow. got to make this shit Yo, special. You got to drake it up. You said Bonitillo, right? Yo, I'm dyslexic, as I mentioned before. When I read, I'm like, yo, he must be a Mets fan. I thought it was Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> I am a Mets fan, though. Yo, yo, Bonilla, man, you fucking screwed us with that contract, bro. He's still getting paid. He, That's the crazy yo, shit. Small man. 2032, right? That's when it ends. <laughs> but real quick, I want to shout out my man Chetty behind the camera. Ooh, came, He came in clutch, yo. Six man. The six man off the bench. Off the uh, bench. The man that made this possible. Well, up, man. H handsome, so, so take it away, man. Take us to, to the beginnings, the musical beginnings. What would you like to know? Where how, would you like you me start? to start? How did I start? All right, so. I know your dad was a singer. Yeah, my dad was a singer with the New York Bunk, 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 Bunk. It's a popular merengue band in the 80s. Um, and like I told you guys before, like you hear me singing in Spanish. The first shit I did was sing. I've been singing since I was like five years old. Uh, not to get all emotional and shit, but my pop split when I was four. Mm. So obviously, you see your, fa your father making music and shit like that. I'm pretty sure. That's where all that shit came from. Like, yo, fuck it. I want to be a singer too. Maybe my dad will come see me. To get you know his attention. Yeah, 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 you you like wanted that. to get his, his attention at, Correct. at the moment. And then at five, um, I was living in East New York, in Van Sicklin, Brooklyn. And my brother, who's 11 years older than me, um, had Slick Rick's cassette, right? The, the original fucking. The show. Yeah, all that shit, bro. So 
when he would play that, obviously, who am I trying to be like? My older brother. Or oh, the Great Avengers of Slick Rick? Yeah. The, the, oh, the original shit. album, nigga, 89, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right before he got locked up. Wow. So my brother would play that. That's why I always attribute, if you hear my style, the fact I like to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So that has to have some seed in that, right? Because that was like the first rapper... It's not like I knew what the fuck he was talking about. But when you're a kid and you're emulating something, especially you want to be an artist, you're in the middle of Brooklyn and the David Dinkins era. Like, everybody wants to rap. That's who I used to emulate. Um, and the rest is history, man. Like, i always been singing, always saying. It wasn't until Lauren Hill, Ready or Not. That wow. was the first time I ever wrote lyrics. Mm. And I remember She inspired you Yeah And nice. they were trash lyrics I'm not gonna lie to you yeah. um, <laughs> So much so we I know actually, all about that Yeah dude <laughs> Everybody If you ain't starting You were trash You a liar bro We what? were just It's funny because Before y'all got here We was playing I was playing old shit of ours That was That's just uncomfortable Terrible Uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> we can see. It's hilarious it's, It was real funny Like it's hilarious. Sound quality Like what you're talking about hey, just, you, gotta, you, gotta start, flow, you gotta start somewhere though You know Yeah your flow your bars, the fact your timing sucks ass. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Bro, I didn't know what a bar was. My you first, didn't know. let me see. Shout out to my boy Josh Velodez, real big on the uh, on the battle aspect. He lives in Arizona. Probably when he's out here, I'll introduce him to you guys. He's dope. Uh, lost temp. But I remember my first rhymes that I wrote that I wanted to show to anybody was shortly after Biggie died, and we were like in biology class, and I had a sheet, bro, like. The long, like, loose leaf sheets, and that was front to back. It was and then essay. front you to back. Yo. Fam, like seven pages, and I'm just there. Bars. Yeah, dude, like in biology, Mr. Drew Paul's class. And it's me and my, my three best friends growing up, Anthony Bayron, Michael Jax, and Josh Velodez. And we're just there, and I was like, yo, guys, you want to hear something? I'm rapping now. <laughs> right? Uh, so Josh has been rapping since he was, like, first grade. Like, he was, so obviously I want to rap to my boy. This is not Josh, my cousin, my, co- my co-host on the podcast, his mother, Josh, Josh Velodez. Um, and I remember I spit it. You know, you're nervous and shit. You're spitting. It's my boys. And when I was done, I remember my boy Bayron, Anthony Bayron. He was like, "Yo, that shit was great." Whatever, pa pa pa. My boy Mikey was like, Man, "That shit was trash." <laughs> and when Mike said that shit, I was just like mad confused. But I look at Josh, and Josh's like, "Yeah, it was whack." But yo, you got some shit there. Like he actually he saw the potential. Yeah, potential. he paid attention, and he's yeah. like, "You know what a bar is?" And I'm like, "Nah." He's like, you know your lines? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know bars. He goes, no, a bar is a four count. And he starts, like, explaining all this intricate shit to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He goes, yeah, I know you don't know because it looks like you're rapping for a bar and a half, and then you rap for, like, three quarters of a bar, and then your next line is, like, two bars long. Damn, it sounded like science and Dog, shit. it was horrible, horrible. Uh, the, structure, the structure is what you like when you start off. Of course. When was the first time you jumped into a booth? Ooh, mad late in the game. I had to be either 17 or 18. That's not late. Um, you know why I feel it was late, though? Because, like I said, my man has been in the studio since he was a kid. Yeah. Obviously, he had an older brother who was taking him to the studio. So, in my mind, it was always like, damn, I took long to get there. But it was mainly out of fear. Like, in high school, we would have ciphers and shit, and I never would join him. And my boy Khalil would be like, Yo, come on, spit the shit you spit in my crib. I'm like, nah, Leo, they're going to make fun of me, dude. Like, He's like, you crazy or your bars are crazy? I'm like, nah, they're not crazy. <laughs> um, and I was always shy about it. And it's my cousin Alexi. He was like four years older than me. Uh, shout out to Alexi, wherever you are. Uh, he was the one that literally grabbed Josh and me, my younger cousin, the one that's my co-host on the podcast. Because that's another thing. I forgot to say that. Since I was 
shit. Since I first started writing, I would always tell Josh, like, yo, you're gonna write with me. You gotta do he would be my 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 ad libs. And I would write it down for him. I'm like, yo, and you're gonna dub. And I remember I would get so heated with him, so pissed off. Cause I'd be like spitting some shit and he'd be missing it. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yo, you retarded? And he'd be like, nah, 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 nah. I got it, I got it. And I was so hard on him. And now Joshy Damn Joe Jackson. He, yo, no, I, I was a mean spirited kid, bro. Yo, the music is dark because I was dark, dog. I was a dark ass kid. But him now, like his flow is insane. Like, he's the reason I got good timing now. Cause he would listen to shit that we would record and stuff like that and be like, yo, you gotta be more like an instrument, bro. Like, you know, like your bars are on point, but you gotta get in the beat. The voice, yeah, the voice, your voice, you gotta use it as an instrument. Yeah, Speaking on Josh, join the FA the product. FA the product. The bars that he spit on. Wait, wait. FA the daddy for a second time yesterday. Oh, wow. Congrats. Shout out. I got my new niece, Emma John Robles. Let's do it. Yo, Emma to Emily. My sister Emily just gave birth tonight. Hey, Yo, what? Crazy. Pisces yeah. gang. Woo-hoo. Word up. Official, official. So speaking about, about Josh, um, which is uh, his his uh, musical name is F.A. The Product, the bars he spit on that, that Herder joint you got for <laughs> for the Celeste album. Am I saying that right? The, yeah. The album title? Celeste, the EP. Yo, yep. he murdered it. He murdered it, bro. Last minute. Yeah, that was good. Last minute. Um, when I did the Celeste EP, I did that whole EP in nine days. And it was because, so that's the importance of, of what I was going to say earlier. When I said I was going to do Celeste, I had never done my own project. Right? I had never done my own project. First of all, I never wrote singing songs. I couldn't write. Rapping was my shit. Mm-hmm. I could sing some other person's song, but I didn't know how to structure it, how to do it. Thanks to like countless hours of listening to The Dream, who's like one of my biggest inspirations, I learned how to like get into the pocket of a singing song. And lo and behold, I started writing singing songs. And I had made a promise I was going to put that project out. And the girl whose birthday it was, who is Celeste, um, I was, she was like, yo, when are you going to do your album? That was like March of that year. And I was like, oh, July 19th. And she's like, what? Is that a coincidence on my birthday? And I'm like, nah, do it on purpose. You know how it is, girl. <laughs> you trying to back shorty? Dog. That's what it was? Yeah. And I did. <laughs> all right, um, all right. <laughs> So what ended up happening strategy. was, yo, it's like <laughs> it's like July sixth, and she's like, "Whoa, can't wait to hear this album." Oh shit, you forgot about it. I'm like, yo, damn, I'm not gonna get no skins if I don't make this happen. <laughs> Nick Howard, who I was saying before, he's a uh, cool with Con Boogie. I called Nick. I was like, "Yo, Nick, I need to get in the studio asap. I'm working on it. I got like I got like six or seven beats. I gotta write these songs." And it literally was every day. I would write a song, record, write a song, record, and then. Being that that was my first project, and Joshy's like my everything. Joshy's my best friend, my brother, my more than a cousin. I was like, there's no way we started this journey together for all these years, and I'm not going to have Joshy be a part of this mm-hmm. project. Because like I told you, I produced every beat on there. I wrote every song. I sang every lyric. Everything was me. I composed everything. And I didn't give him a chance to do his production shit. Mm. Like on Fjord's Retard, he actually produced the two last tracks. Right? So... That was fine, but at that time I was like, "Yo, I gotta get Joshy in this project." I told him like, "Yo, listen, I got this song called Herder. It's about this, yada yada yada." And he was like, "I got you." Boom, <laughs> came into the studio, and I don't know if he had the verse from before or what. I just know in about two hours, boom, that verse was done. And when he finished, I was like, wow. "Dog, you got the feeling." Mm-hmm. And those two, you said he produced the the last two tracks of yeah. yours, Retard, Strong and Grand Rising. My my favorite, Strong, my favorite. <laughs> 
Kind of can relate. Yo, you know when he saying? gave me that beat, though. That beat is hard. There's a good story about Strong, too, once we, if you want to get into that, bro. Yeah. That, that yeah, thing. We're about to. We're about to. Right. Right. Need beats. Want to go in? Let's go. Need beats, right, baby. So, well, strong. I mean, before we even get to the yeah. song. Why'd you name it Fior's Retard? Obviously, <laughs> Fior's your mom. Fior's your That's mom. my mom. Fiordalisa. Fiordalisa Arminia Collado. Um, that didn't sound Spanish at all. Nah, not at all, bro. <laughs> Even the picture has a story behind it. So, obviously, I've always... I have a song called Mommy and Heidi, which was supposed to be yeah, on the I project. Yeah, I heard that one. But it didn't fit into what the storyline was, right? So, I took it out and left it as a single. I always felt like a burden to my mom. Like one of my, my monikers is Fjord's Burden, Heidi's Cross. Because I feel like the two of them, like remember, my pops was in around. So my sister, sister, she's 12 years right? older yeah. than me. That's my second mom. So mm-hmm. those are like my parents, right? Mm-hmm. So I always feel like, yo, I can't do nothing right for them. Like they do so much for me. And I feel like, damn, I dropped the ball, dropped the ball. So that was always my thing. So when I was, when this project came to mind, it was literally. I went through some shit February 26, 2020. I remember like yesterday, right? And that night, I felt like shit. I met up with my cousin Negi, who's Jossie's brother, who's also, again, like another part of my fucking heart. Um, and I met with him, and he's like, yo, man, yo, don't sweat this shit, bro. Do you know who you are, nigga? Like, come on, man. Da, 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 da. But obviously, when you're going through shit, you're not thinking about that. Um, and the next day, I called Jabron, King Sage, who I was talking about earlier. I said, yo, what are you doing Friday? That was February 28th, 2020. I'm like, what are you doing Friday? He's like... Nothing, bro. You want to come to the studio? I was like, yeah, man. I got this song. I got to do this song. Bang. It was Sorry for the Wait. That beat originally wasn't even for me. So I was managing these three uh, that Espanol. That shit is hard. That shit is hard. It is. I like that it, one. it wasn't for me. I don't ride those type of beats. I like, like that. that that's joint. not my type of music. That's the one with the, the chinks. Yeah, yeah. Spirit of Chinks. Yeah. And that's sorry, for sorry, sorry, sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait. I named it Spirit of Chinks because of that reason. Like... That beat, I originally had another idea for this this dude that does Spanish drill. So I was trying to like pull him away from the drill. Drill? Nah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> let's stay, not, yo, let's stay, not start the Stay drill. tuned for later. Uh, <laughs> Ease drill rant is coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Which, we'll, yeah, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about we'll get to that. it. <laughs> but I was trying to pull him away from drill. I'm like, yo, Papa, look. This is somewhere drillish, right? Because it has some of the, the, the feeling of it. Mm. But it's more trap. And I was like, yo, this kid is a sick rapper. His name is Hollywood. He's from Corona. Like, dope. Hollywood? Hollywood. Like, Hotlywood. So, Hollywood, but with a T in the middle. He's Dominican, you know. Um, So, he had, like, all these songs. And I was like, yo, get on this track. And he didn't do nothing with it. But that day, the the day after, the 27th, I remember I'm like, and I call it Spirit of Chinks because I play that beat. And all I could think of was chinks on that beat. Hence, if you hear my flow, my flow, everything about that song to me is a chinks song, except on a serious level. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how people are familiar with chinks or not. I'm deep into chinks. I love chinks. Pause. She sounded crazy. I was just getting, like, when he he died, that's when I was like, I started getting into his shit. When, when, he, he, when he got killed, yeah, when he got killed, that's when I started like listening to it. I would hope, not, like right before he got he got oh, killed. Okay, like, I would hope that people listen now though because of that. Because yo, he was at night. Nah, he was, he was dope. dope. In he was this dope. this time, it's for chinks. Yeah. This time now, the way the music is rolling, the songs these kids make, I'm just like, yo, chinks would body this era, body it. Because mm-hmm. if you listen to chinks, even when he was um 
fucking with with stack bundles and shit like that. That's why I started listening because of stacks. Yeah, stacks is one of my favorite rappers. Stack was nasty. Dog, God. Far Rockaway lost two yeah. dudes that would forget about just Far Rock. They would put New York on the map mm-hmm. because they had their own styles. Like that whole French shit you hear now, French Montana. That didn't start till he linked up with Chinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you see it all in his music. You see his imprint. Even Jim Jones when he linked up with, after, with Stacks. With Stacks, yeah. Yo, that's when he really blew up. Stacks would talk artist. about that. Like stacks, if you watch the earlier DVDs, but like, yo, my man Chinks, when he comes out, yo, it's yeah. gonna be crazy. This nigga comes with the crazy choruses, crazy hooks. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, Chinks, Chinks. And I saw like a video once of them together. Chinks was like 17. Yeah. And he's just there on the block. He goes, yeah, I'm coming. Mad Chinky. Yeah, <laughs> he got locked up. Yeah. And while locked up, obviously, stacks gets killed. But that song, back to that song, um, it was like the spirit of Chinks. And I originally, so the second verse is actually the first verse that oh. I wrote. Because I didn't have, sorry for the wait, sorry, I didn't have none of that. I just had the whole, um, uh, what is it? Know yourself, know your, know your heart, whatever. The, I can't remember right now, sorry. My mind is blanking, nigga. <laughs> uh, but I had that whole part. That, but it'd be like that. You, 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 could, you could write something and you could structure it where it fits best later. That was the thing. You so when I wrote that, it felt like a good intro to come into the song. Right, so I hit a Jabron. He said, "Yo, come." That Friday, I went and we're recording. I was like, "Know yourself, know you, know your shit." And people trying to change you, tell them blow a dick. Something I'm rude. I think I'm clear. I was literally speaking about somebody, mm-hmm. like the person that caused that problem. And I remember going through and finishing that. And as I'm doing that, I was like, "Sorry for the wait." Like talking to myself, like, "Yo, sorry, I waited so long to mm. to like show you that love." Sorry, I waited so long to see your value. Mm-hmm. Like all I could hear was Nagy in my head, like, "Yo, you, yo, dog." You that nigga, like let him know. Da, da, da. On clutch, I say it. Uh, nigga, nigga, nigga told me, man up, hand and let these niggas know. Bah, bah, bah. That was exactly what he told me. Yo, man up and let these niggas know, dude. Let them know who you are. So that came, and I did sorry for the wait. And I remember telling Jabron, like, yo, push that to the second verse. I'm gonna cut out the last four bars. And clutch, I, I, clutch wasn't on the EP, right? No, no, no clutch no, is no, actually. No. I was like, yo, because I, I remember hearing the song, <laughs> but I'm like, yo, I don't remember. Seeing the list because I wrote the tracks on it. I'm like, I don't remember seeing Clutch on it. Nah, Clutch is actually for my next project. Yeah. Which is called I'm Good, We Good. Right? And that one's going to be more so commercial type shit. Like, just me having fun. Literally, no storyline. I'm very structured in my music. Yep. Nah, you can hear it. Yeah, everything to me... Again, I'm a storyteller, so the way I like shit to go together... That's why I listen to the Celeste EP now, and it, it, like, it irks me. Not even just because of the songs. There's like two songs I would never put on there. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna mention them. They're still all hot. Um, <laughs> but the sequencing, right? Like the story didn't line up the way it should have. That's why I was so anal with Fjord's burden. I was just like, yo, hold on. I gotta take out this song. I gotta take out that song. I gotta create this song to now make it bridge right. Like that whole shit was just like exactly how I saw it in my head. No, no, definitely the, the Fjord's retard is very is has a cohesiveness to it. You know what I mean? But you're very ballsy, especially now in this era, using that R word. Yours retard stands for mommy special child. Mm. So, but okay. I knew using that word, it strikes attention. Yep. People are going to be like, that's nice. That's yo, nice. yo, there's people that won't repost my shit just because of that title. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I live for that shit, right? Because everything I do is for me and for my daughter. Oh. So, even like when I do. Music, like, you know, I've gotten people hit me up like, yo, bro, like, this shit is fire. Like, I didn't know you you could do this. And I'm like, yeah, I always do this. Like, this this is that 10,000 hour shit, right? 
you may not hear me uh, do a song for five years, and I'm sure you guys can attest to it, the same thing. But, bro, I write daily. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not writing on a pad, right? But when I'm in the car and some shit is playing, I'm kicking my verse over this new shit. Yep. I'm like, I'll kill these motherfuckers. Like, da, 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 da. I'm always on practice mode, always. And if not, I'm whipping out the phone, writing. So it looks to people like, wow, you've gotten so much better, man, since I heard you in 2011, right? And I'm like, nah, this has been steady work, right? So... I have no idea why I got into that, but yeah, yeah, Rob. <clears throat> I know you wanted to. We were talking off camera about um, his song "Historia." I know the, what he's oh, the historia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to tell the story about behind that. Right. You was getting your Marcos Antonio that, Solis. Yo, yo. Actually, honestly, I was a little. I, was, I, I couldn't tell <laughs> if it was. I don't know the real artist, but I know the song, right? Like yes. a lot Marco, of a lot of music. Marco was, Salo? No, no, Marco. no. It's, it's, it's Giancano. It's actually some like Italian dude. Believe it or not, mm. it's some Italian dude that that wrote a song in Spanish. And but it's, it's been very, remade. It's though. been remade like seventeen yeah, times, yeah. right? My so favorite one is my, the salsa one by uh, I think it's Hilberto Santa Rosa. Which Marco is Marco Antonio Solis did one. Marco Antonio Solis must have. No, nada más difícil que vivir sin ti. That's one I wanted to do. I have this other project that's been in the works forever, bro. That's what that song is for that project, and it never got completed. Like in Gibran's studio, there's like five Spanish cover songs done, and I have a a, a project called Songs Pa Tu Madre, right? Like 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 a joke, like this is for your mother because pa tu these madre, are the songs. Yeah, Pa Tu Madre, güey. But I have mariachi shit. Juan Juan Gabriel is one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah, he's one of my favorite Gabriel, singers, though. writers. His pen is ridiculous. Yo. I can say I write how I write because of Juan Gabriel. Like to this day, wow. yo, I, I know you guys have droids, but Apple at the end of the year or even Spotify, they send you the That's whole. It's crazy. We list. all do have Android. Yeah, no. free, right? Yo, yeah, I, okay. I watch the show, bro. Yeah. Android boys. Chris asked like I don't watch the show because Chetty's like, nah, yo, Hanson don't be talking about no hip hop advocates. I watch the show. Chris told me he's like, yo, we do this thing, man. Um, I don't know if you're ready. It's like it's called show and prove. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a clip so you can see how it is. And he's like, nigga, I watch it. What are you talking about? <laughs> clip. But you know. <laughs> well, honestly, I assume nobody watches it because it'd be like that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Some people just get the uh, clips that we do on Instagram. People be busy. They don't be watching the show. That's fine. I'm not going to get upset. Mm-hmm. I never, never get upset over you that. You can't. You cannot. One thing I will say about even with music, like, I removed that emotional attachment of believing you owe me anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I used to make music, and I remember, Joshy can tell you that, I had beef with one of my cousins. We didn't speak for like four years because I tore his ass up on a song because we were the younger kids. They were like 10 years older than us. And one time we wanted to borrow their mic to record this song. They had gotten this new microphone and shit, and my cousin Buddha hits him up like, yo, I'm going with Handsome and Joshy. We're going to the studio. Um, yo, could we borrow that mic you have? And he's like, not them little niggas. You crazy. We ain't giving them a mic. We got to bless it first. And you know, that day, I'm 21 at the time, so you know that shit don't rub you, right? I'm just like, little nigga. Like, have you heard your verses compared to mine, fam? Wow. You like 10 years older than me, and I will light you up, bro. Some my old Cool J yeah. cannabis but shit But I, like I stayed, nah, I stayed yeah. cool. But that day we go to the studio, I had to drop a fucking line or something. Like, Ooh. some kind of shit, you know what I mean? That's what it was. La puya. I got shit. You got to. I had a situation with one of my cousins where I, I written about it. Like, it was a point where I was writing about it too much. <laughs> like, right? Like, I was, you know, like, a lot under the street lights. Like, I'm talking, you know. Damn. I was getting too. I was writing too much about. it. I was like, yo, I gotta, get, I gotta get the fuck out of that. Like, yo, know, who the fuck is it? Right man? I don't know. The, yeah, who, who, huh? who was it? Nah, I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> but but nah, what he did was all good. Nah, it was nah. justified because what he did was fucked up. No, no, Ooh, it was. Never mind. And it was, but you know, that's oh, how man. I felt at the moment. Like I was expressing. 
how I written. Like I really like that's felt, it, your journal. Like I, like yeah, that's what writing is. That's what, you know, when you when you create, you writing about how you really feel. That's why I like a lot about your fucking um your album. It's all a journal. It's bro. a lot of personal shit. Um, then we'll get to that. It's we'll all get to personal. that later on. In the yeah episode. yeah like like episode. I mentioned yeah, uh, strong. Strong, strong, strong like that, to right? the lot of We didn't get finished talking about. We all over the place, but that's yeah, how it is when you're dealing with me. Mi historia entre tus dedos. Mi historia entre tus dedos. So that like is from. That uh, about, we yo, that shit sounds that. like a ill porno. Yo. <laughs> My history. <laughs> yo, fingers. Yo, yo, historia hey, yo. de la leche. <laughs> <laughs> de los dedos. Damn, what you doing with them fingers, kid? Yo, anyway. Yo, that song was. That's how I kept her. It was It was warm soul. Yo, that's. Apple pie, bro. <laughs> nah, when I heard you singing like that, bro, I yeah. was like, yo, this dude is nasty. Thank you, man. Yeah. Because I know I don't know you like that. Yeah. I know you in a way with like with Mad Cool. I know you with the pot with the show, with your show. I know you just chilling, but I I, just I don't know you like that. And when I heard you like that, I felt proud. I'm like, yeah. that's my nigga. <laughs> you shout know? out to E. E found it and, and threw it on the chat. Threw it on the chat. Like, we were all Japanese. Y'all niggas like, hear this shit? Is I'm this like, him? Is that this nigga or is that the actual artist who's saying this shit? <laughs> oh, thanks, man. That shit, that's all good. Like, it really sounded good. Like, and what I find, like, want to find I, I a way to, like, that shit with pain, bro. We gotta, we gotta put that out, like, in a story or something, like, so people could just get a glimpse. You know, and put the link, the YouTube link, boom. Why? I be doing. That's what I do. I, I like directing niggas to the good shit that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Thank head you. Up, head them to the source. Word. Mm. But what inspired <laughs> you to do? <laughs> what inspired you to do? Like you know, because you you're talking about I'm you a, got a whole. I'm a, I'm a singer before anything. Right? Well, that's so, a cover song. It's it's a it was a so the way it came about is like yo I can't write Spanish music, which actually now I actually wrote one. It's a, it's a new song that's gonna be on my next singing EP. Which is called Marie. It's the follow up to Celeste. Mm-hmm. I got mad shit going on. Um, Celeste and Marie. So when I did it, it was just me getting my, my vocal practice in. And then one day I was like, yo, you know what? Let me go record this shit. Pa, pa, pa. And then I recorded Te Sigo Amando by Juan Gabriel. Then I recorded uh, Julio Iglesias, Si Me Dejas No Vale. Then I recorded, I just kept recording these Spanish songs. I only put that one out thus far because I was like, yo, you know what? Let me keep it till the project comes out. And I never did it. I'm still working on it. I am Let me ask you, when, you, when you're when you doing a song like that, yeah. right? Because I don't know about singing. Like, do you layer it? Like, is it layered? You have to. Yeah. Like, more than, I mean, obviously more than a, than a, like a rap verse. You, you triple. You triple. Do, maybe sometimes quadruple. Yeah, it just depends on what, like, they're literally, like I say, with Mi Historia Entre Tus Dedos, like, the actual hook is, I think, about six or seven different layers. Right? But what ends up happening is... I'm big on, like, spectrum. Like, I want the thing to just sound, like, all over the place and shit. So I'll have the engineer put one really low and just, like, pan it this way, pan this one this way, pan this one this way. But I sing so on key that you almost can't tell the difference, mm-hmm. but that layer is what gives it its thickness. Yeah. You're, sounding, yeah. you're talking like an engineer right now because that, when you pan it this way, that way, it gives it that fullness. Correct. Especially when you hear it in, in your headphones. It's, like, it's such a joyful thing to hear that's yeah. that's what i want to hear at all times and you and you also said that you went to school for engineering yeah, right i have a degree in recording engineering it gives it that thickness for the the speaker penetration yeah, yeah. i mean listen the thickness? i, I <laughs> like <laughs> hey you i like what uh i like this new generation right where you know how we always dubbed our tracks yeah like they just go in that one take they just shit do one, no one in, yeah you know? one layer and you know sitting down Sitting oh yeah, down, Sitting bro. Down. Dog, I saw Big Sean the other day, who's one of my favorite rappers, just because his flow. Um, I saw him do that. He was just like, "Yeah, man, I'm a man, I'm a man, the man, And I'm like, 
damn dog, you can do that sitting down. Like I can't. Like yeah. I need to be. I'm in the action, right? Like I'm in the in the microphone and going in. Like it's just different for me. But I guess you know they make it yo, work. Yo, fix. Uh, yo, are these young whippersnappers getting lazy on us? <laughs> sitting down doing a verse? Yo, it's unheard or of. Or is it just? It's unheard of to us. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't even fathom the thought of just sitting down and, and spinning a verse. But you got to think about. The generation, the new era. You don't even need studios. They go to, they could do that in their crib with a laptop, and the and the mic is next to the computer. Mm. So while they're they're uploading, they could just bop bop record and upload it. Everything is instant, baby. Instagram, instant gratification. I got one for you guys. Talk it, talk it. One of the best lyricists of all time in my book. Fucking, I, I still don't. I think if he was alive. Like he would be levels ahead of so many people. What big pun? Pun. He was pun. Oh, used to yeah. sit. He's right. But there. He, right there. He's in the back. He had but, no but choice. That's, but that's he had, that he had no choice. That was that was health issues. Yo, physically. I worked at Fort the Music Group, right? So yeah. that was they were originally Rich Isaacson from Loud Records owned Fort the Music Group, oh. and he would tell me all these stories about like Remy and Pun. And he's like, yo, his last few days were so sad. Oh. He's like, he would literally sleep in the studio on this like big ass couch that they had for him, and that's how he recorded. Yeah, he like he would sleep up. there. Knock out, get up and just do that, but do it, do it, and do his thing. Like he's like, yo, you. It it was almost like outer body experience to see him rap because yeah. you would see this guy literally almost dying, like can't breathe, and like engineer would hit the freaking record button and it yeah. was like whoosh, life. He loved no it. breathing, just like and then sleep. Another person talking about uh, double, doubling, dubbing and all that. He used to triple his his rhymes, his verses. Yeah. And he would do it exactly the same, the first take, third take. And he would just triple, quadruple his verses. That's why it sounds so thick. I was like how you could hear his like... Yeah, he would, you know, Especially you could, on the second album. Yeah, you heard, yeah. You heard it more You heard it more on the... Yeah, but he was already like 700 pounds. Mm-hmm. He had just bounced back in weight. I mean, yeah. he lost weight prior to that. Right, right, right. But I he used mean, to say, I didn't man, hear none of that on your album. Oh, breathing? No. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I, I was actually in better and the shape. Engineering and the mixing, on point, bro. Yo, mm-hmm. yeah. that story really for the weight is my favorite. That's my favorite story. story. For the Yo, weight. thanks, man. Yeah, that's actually. Person. I would say sorry, strong. I love strong. strong I like to me nothing yeah. compares to strong that I've even done before, except for one song that wasn't released as a singing song. Um, but strong is that. But to me, yeah, like sorry for the weight is probably my my favorite to hear on my own project. Like sorry for the way I I enjoy hearing it every time. It's a fun track. Yeah, I yeah. really like I like that one a lot. But you, I want to save that conversation for later. Uh oh. Um, but the strong no, but strong. <laughs> you mentioned manic manic depression. Yeah, story of my life, bro. I was diagnosed with manic depression, which what people call now bipolar oh, disorder, right. when I was twelve. What? And it was um in school, like I didn't even know. Like you're a kid, you don't understand what's going on. But dude, I was a dark ass fucking kid. You and slapping would, the teacher? Nah, not at all. I was just like in my head all the time, bro. And I would be like, in the class. everybody hates me. I used to do that. But I think, I, I think we all grew up like that. We all had that. Yeah. You know, we all had to, that. To an extent, to right? An extent. Like it would really, like I was a very smart kid, thank God, right? Like, because I was a pain in the ass. So that was always the, on like my report, because it talks out of line, gets up. They almost thought like I had like fucking ADHD or some shit. Because I'd be like, all right, I got to go pee. And go pee. Just yeah, bro, because I'd be like, don't worry, you got to wait, you got to wait. So to me, that was unheard of. Like, yeah, wait. I, hate, I hated that shit. My bladder's about to explode. Peace. Like, you know, and I would get up, but then my grades were astronomical. So it was like, what the fuck? What's up with this kid? Something's wrong. But I got diagnosed with that. Um, and thankfully, my mom, 
who also like that's why strong that's everything you hear on this project i tell people is true story to the t mm. i didn't find out all that shit about the brujeria placed on her while she was pregnant until i was like in my mid-20s right because you start searching for answers after a while like mm -hmm. yo why am i like this like you hear stories yeah yeah and i'm what like this said, and that you, you even think family says shit and you just don't pay attention to it mm -hmm. right and then at one time in your life like like I say, Joshi's mom, my cousin Josh. So Joshi's my second cousin. His mother Mary is my first cousin, but she's twenty years older than me. I'm the booboo baby. I came out Yo, like, way Dominican later. Some Dominican shit or no? Huh? Some Dominican shit or no? No, no. I heard mean? it was. Do you hear Primo Supremo? Yeah. No, no, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would Primo Mary though. <laughs> Josh is gonna be so tight for that one. I heard first cousin, second cousin. No, Joshi's my second cousin because oh. he's Mary's son. But oh. being that we're in the same age bracket, I grew up with Joshi. Like, I didn't grow up with my older cousins. I saw her more as an aunt, right? But she would tell me wild shit when I was, like, 13 and 14. Like, yo, I don't know how your mother's friends were, like, my father's wife and shit. That fucking bitch, she used to do this and that. And I used to be like, Edie's? <laughs> She's crazy. My father's wife is great. You know what I mean? Like, shit that I didn't know. And I found out in my 20s the true story. Yeah, yeah, So that's one of them. And my mother, when I was diagnosed, you know, she was big. At that time, Prozac was the shit to put kids on. Mm. And mommy was like, nah, I ain't putting him no drugs. He likes music. He's going to do music. And my mother really pushed on me, like, yo, just sing. Sing. Start writing music. Doing your thing. Express yourself. Yeah, and that became my, my avenue, right? Like, my event. So I, I never thank God. I'm not against medication. If you need medication, go do it. Some people mm. really do it. It's a hormonal imbalance. Kanye, oh, go get your meds. God, I mean, I, I really hope he's just doing it for marketing. But at this point, I don't think he is. But if you need medication, do it. I'm not yeah. against medication, right? But... I'm glad I didn't have to do it, and I learned throughout life how to deal with my shit, and music was one of those avenues. So when I say I'm a Confessions of a Manic Depressant, that, that's my, since 2011, one of my hashtags was COAMD, which is Confessions of a Manic Depressive. That was the first album I really wanted to make, but that's always been like a tag of mine. Like That's what I, I call my music, hand hop, right? Like it's hip hop, but it's handsome hop. So mm -hmm. I've always had that and that, so... That's why in the beginning you see a confessions, confessions of manic depression. Like all those voices as well, those were me. Confessions, um, you got that liquid you know I mean? nitrogen popping? What the fuck is that? I thought you was yeah, mixing. I thought you was mixing popping. fucking uh, champagne with the explode on you, What's bro? liquid nitrogen? That's what I'm sipping. <laughs> That's what I sell for a living. You know heard? Let me, let me, let me. Yo. Smoke it out. No, pour me some liquid nitrogen, bro. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fake Sean, give me some. Yo, give me some liquid nitrogen. No, nah, you don't want that. You don't want nah, that. Nah, come on. That, we don't vibe. We don't you give don't that to the guests. Is it mixed with like Molly? Oh, we need you to be coherent. You want Molly? You got Molly? You want? Yo, after the show, Molly session Orlando. coming. You bitch Orlando. ass. I'll be drinking that Molly water. But um, yo, that's dope, man. How do you cope? It's hard to cope with that, man, because you it know is. um, it's I, I, we've dealt with with that. With you know, we have family members. You know, we are, you know, that they deal with that shit and we see it and it must be, it must tough. be tough. It, it must be tough. tough, man. And, you know, you're doing music, that's an outlet, you know what I'm saying? That I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that suppresses, you know what I'm yeah. saying, your, Listen, your condition. Suppresses the no, no matter what, it's always there. On the right? brain. It's not like it just stops. What I learned, again, that's why I do a lot of fucking self-help shit, like the self-book. I'm very self-aware. I do a lot of deep dives into myself and i started that somewhere like in my old my mid-20s because i was like yo this can't be normal like there's no way on god's green earth i gotta be this fucking 
off the wall. Pisces are not. Pisces are fucking nutcases, but I was like, this Zodiac shit ain't gonna be the reason I'm like this. Like, I gotta figure something the fuck out. I think out. when you're too, you're too caught up deep into your own thoughts and you don't you express know, get, them. You know, express them and, you know, get into other shit outside. Like, you know, just not just being home fucking watching TV and or listening to music. Other, other shit outside of that. Fucking running, jogging, you know, something that just opens your mind out more. That helps a lot. Yo, most of this album, I wrote it while right while wrote it while walking. Mm. So in the summertime, that's what I do. Mind you, this is pandemic time, right? So there wasn't shit to go. You couldn't go anywhere. I go on like these four, like probably like four miles an hour. So I do like these two to three hour walks where I just fucking disappear, mm-hmm. right? But while doing that is where I write. You know, we have a lot of questions about the album. Yeah, let's get but to right it. now there's another question. Oh, burning! There, there, there's a, a question that's burning right now. Mm, like, what's up? It's, it's burning more than the liquid nitrogen you're <laughs> drinking, yo. What? Every what time we have nitrogen? a guest on this platform, we want to know the top five. So right now, I think it's time for this. I think it's time. Yo, it's time, time for the top five. Greatest, greatest of all time. Check it out, y'all. Yo, but hold up. Before we give you the top five, yo, this is a message from the hip-hop advocates from my good friends at Infinity. You do it all without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do the kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. That's why we created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life and all the chaos it may come with in style. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. I'm giving y'all the best. As we go a little something like this. Boom. All right, so let's start with Chinks. I think Chinks, like I said, um, has a very big influence, not only on that track, but like I said, I've always been a person that I'm about the lyrics. Right? Like I'm about the content. I'm big on that. But the music side of it, like making it musical, making it melodic, never really mattered much to me, which was the opposite of a person growing up in Brooklyn. Like, if you know, Queens is heavy on lyrics. Like, your bars got to be on point. Brooklyn is all about flow and style. Like, it was always like, yo, you're more stylistic and shit like that. I was like the opposite. Well, I never heard, I never heard it broken down that way. It's the truth. Like, look, look at the people. Look how people obsessed with like a Biggie and a J. Yeah, they had bars. Nobody's going to question the bars. But that shit was more flow, styles, cons. Nas Sean just P. came at your fucking neck with lyric mm-hmm. bars, bars. Yeah, my you think bars, about bars, it, like, like Sean P, like, uh, Helter Skelter. That was yeah, that was that was flow. You know, Sean P was flow. He had bars, but it nah, was... nah. They had bars like the whole like Buckshot, yeah, all Buckshot, shit, like Group yeah. Home. All these group people had home. bars, but they weren't popular, right? Because what was popular, what really popped for us was yo, your flow had to be somewhat up there. Like people cared so much about your style. Everything yeah. was so stylistic as opposed like, to Biggie's Biggie's like the poster boy for that. That's it. His 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 lyrics weren't 
didn't hit that hard, but his flow hit hard. That's yeah, it. I don't think we want to get into his lyrics right now. No, no, no. no, no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> nah, yeah, we, we ain't getting disrespectful, right? Well, I'm here. We got Chinks in the building. <laughs> All right, so Chinks, I credit him a lot, a lot, a lot for just me being more melodic. Like me being stretching out of the, in rap, right? Like just being more melodic, being able to not... Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait. I was on the chase. Like that's not my it, normal thing. It sounds like Chinks. And it sound and one of my favorite songs from Chinks sounds you know yeah. similar to that. I I I can't remember the name, but yeah. I know the hook. And it's your favorite. Sing the hook. Eh? Give a fuck about your feelings. I can't even remember the fucking hook right now. Now under pressure. Come that's what me. it is, yo. Once the camera's on, that's why I blanked out my own fucking lyrics earlier. Word down. Um, <laughs> Number two. Right, so we got chinks. Number two, I spoke one. about it earlier, Slick Rick. Like, mm, I, I, uh, I'd i be a damn liar to not say, like, look. The ruler. Who hasn't, right? Like, the if you look at everybody ruler. after that, like, I know people give Kane, I'm a Brooklyn boy, so I would love to give Kane all the credit for being the first dude, being, like, the braggadocio. No. Slick Rick, dog. Slick Rick had that, like, style to his shit. He talked shit like no other. Mm. His storylines was just all on point, and you see a lot of it. That's, it's no wonder, like, Nas and Biggie, their favorite rapper was Slick Rick, right? Like, you could see it in their music, right? Yep. Like, Nas is a storyteller, storyteller. Biggie used to tell stories all the time. And that's, I think, where I became obsessed with having context to, like, my, my lyrics, right? Like, making sure I'm telling you something while I'm saying it. I can still do the shit talking. I, I have fun doing that. I got some, so, like, Clutch. Clutch ain't a storyline. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was just me having a good time. It's rapping like, rap. But it's, like, it's so like hard for me to track. do that. Like, uh, it sounds like a, like, a, like a single. Yeah. Like that forever. Like I struggle with that shit, great, bro. You know? Bonnie was a struggle for me mm-hmm. to do those kind of songs where it's like just fun. Like it's like, nah, <laughs> I want to give you pain, fam. Yo, you know what I've been through? Some Mary J. Blige shit. Yeah, bro. Like everything is dark. You need it. I got to give you a <laughs> well, well, your production <laughs> and your beats. Betrayal rap. Your production and your beats. <laughs> Yo, you know dark. what? Betrayal they feel rap. dark. A, a lot of piano beats you got. Yeah. And they do have that dark tone. The dark slash conscious type of beats is your preferred yeah on all albums but that's why i need an outside ear right like that's why this project kept it personal i didn't play it to anybody in my circle the only ones that heard the project through and through were me and jabron me and the engineer right because i wanted my family and friends i wanted to see what they felt like going for that 24 minute ride telling that story from the moment rags to rain hits from when we feel that first hand till you hear the freaking last prayer like i wanted you to go on that trip um, and talking about betrayal rap, uh, Core Mega. Core Mega at a time when wow. I was in my early teens, that's my favorite rapper. Like, Damn. my favorite rapper is Core Mega, even to this day. Like, the realness. I'm fiending for the realness Mega, too right Mega. now. Like, it's coming out. What? It's yeah, he's working on it. He got Nas on there, baby. Wow. Finally, right? Like, they finally did a track together for Mega, obviously, because they did the shit on uh, King's Disease. Yeah, King's Disease. You know, that was kind of like pieced together, so it bothered me. But it was good. It was good. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> Mega. Yeah. But Mega, Mega's an interesting story, too, because mind you, like I said earlier, well, how I got into Mega, that's going to be a long story, but long story short, Obviously, affirmative action was the first time that I really heard him, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, I'm I'm a That's Brooklyn boy, so I, I didn't know much about that. Like I came to know Nas by mistake. Like I did, it was written before I did Omatic. I never heard of Omatic in my life, right? I uh, I that ended must have up been amazing for you. Of course, I, like yeah. I told you, I'm like it was like summer of '95. So what I had to be 11. I went to the bootlegger. Mommy's doing her nails in Linden Bully, and I went to get to Cal. Like, I went to get the Takao uh, nice. bootleg. Method Man? Yeah, Method Man, Takao album. Nice. So 
the, the, not to count the no no I'm thinking oh, about the original dude, I'm thinking about Judgment Day, Day two, nah, 2000 nah, yeah, yeah that's way that deep like that's when I stopped listening to them yeah um, <laughs> I know Chaddy's gonna get that was a dope that. album too man <laughs> nah it was I like, like it. 27 we like the different songs like fish. on there bro <laughs> yeah that shit <laughs> I love that track though that <laughs> yeah. I, know I love it. I hate it. I, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, I go get Takao and Takao's there. This is a. Uh, I know it's gonna be weird to people, but Brown Sugar, the D'Angelo album, is there, and I was so into like D'Angelo. Hell yeah! And I'm like yeah, struggling. Yeah, on that album, he has a little track one. Takao or Brown Sugar? And I'm like looking, and yeah, I guess like the African dude saw I was struggling, and he was like, "If you buy two, you get one free." And I was like, "Oh." Look at this. Double I'm up. Getting these two right here. Oh, Street Fighter soundtrack. I'll get that. I love Street Fighter. Baby, the movie. <laughs> sure, was a soundtrack this is my mind, bro. This is how my mind works. The Street Fighter soundtrack. But who was well, on that shit? Nas. No, the movies. On the Street Fighter. Nas. Yeah, the movie. Movie. Nas. Yeah, the 90, <laughs> they came out in '95. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one with Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Van Damme died at the end of the movie, man. Yeah. Was it Van Damme? No, die. no. Bison, Bison died yeah. in real During life. During that filming, life. yeah. Well, Bison uh, was a bad Raul guy. Julia. Yeah. Bison was the head. He was the top bad guy. That's how I ran into Nas, though, dude. It was a song in there called Imagine This, No Guns, No Knives, Just a One-on-One Where We Gots to Fight. And I remember being like, who is this Nas? I like this shit. Nas. This shit is fucking Nas. dope. Nas. And I'm like, that, yo, that ass. that's why I read his name. I'm 11 years old. Nas. Fucking about three months later, AZ drops Do or Die. And who's on there? Nas. So I'm like, oh, look at this guy, Nas. Oh, I like this Nas guy. Here he goes again. Yo, and nasty I'm like, Nas. <laughs> well, he wasn't nasty at this time. He was just, he was just Nas. <laughs> oh, oh man. And my cousin Nelson, who I spoke about earlier with the whole like uh, Raychester shit. Yeah. He lived in Corona, so I come in. He's like, yeah, you don't know Nas. This is a. Uh, it was written, man. This shit is fire. I hear affirmative action. I hear AZ on it. I'm going hype. Da, da, da. Then I hear Mega mention the hit Dominican spots and steal bricks. Ooh. I'm a kid, so I didn't look at it as bad way. Like, hit Dominican spots. I'm like, he mentioned Dominicans. Dominican. Yo, I like this guy. Oh, shit. And that's it. That's all it took. <laughs> I think about a year later, came Fuck Nas and Nature by Core Mega. And then May 19th, 1998, I bought the DMX album. It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Mm, so that's and your fourth one right there? I was, nah, nah. I was early on that shit. The, they had a Survival of the Illest sampler, and Core Mega had a song called Testament on there. And that made me a uh, mega fan. Wow, it was testament, deep. yeah, dog. Testament. It was deep. So I'm, I'm, mind you, like I said earlier, I'm a I'm a freaking kid that when you don't grow up with your dad, that's why hip hop is so important to me. And I think people don't understand that about music. Like obviously, thankfully, you guys got good fathers and shit like that. And I'm, my dad's a cool fucking guy. He's not mm-hmm. a bad person, but he wasn't there. Music was that for me. I learned how to be a man. I learned principles listening to Cormega and his betrayal rap, like. That shit to me taught me, yo, how to be, how to be a stand-up nigga. Like it was like, yo, you know what? You can't do this. You can't do that. That's what Mega said, bro. Yeah. That's what. And Tupac said that same exact thing too. Something very similar. Yeah. He's like, my daddy wasn't there, but, but if, uh, he mentioned somebody. He's like, yo, he said you grab your nuts and you talk with your chest out, and, and he said it kind of like the same way you did, yo. That's ill, man. That's yo to me. That was that. Like that's why music is so important. People underrate it. Mm-hmm. So is that three already? That's three right there. We got Joe Budden. Joe Budden. Joe, Budden. Budden. Joe motherfucking Budden. Mood what? music. Yeah. Mood music. Nah. I don't, I, I can't, not I, the I'm, podcaster. Not yeah. Not the podcaster. Not the podcaster. Joe Budden, the original person that made me feel open enough to talk about like my depression and shit. 
right? Yeah. Because wow. Joe Budden, I was 18, had this mixtape out called The Best of Joe Budden. So it was at this car dealership, and I heard him again through a sampler on on Def Jam. It was a Def Jam sampler, and he had this song, and his voice stood out to me. Then he had a freestyle with Fabulous, and it like his bars just like stood out to me. But it was like punchline shit. So then one day, my cousin Nelson, St. Nelson, his friend had a, a auto dealership type shit, and he's like, yo, isn't that that, that Joe Button guy you listen to? Like, they have a, a CD that's called The Best of Joe Button. And I was like, a best of? He's putting out like two of these songs. How you got a best of? Later, I found out that was his marketing strategy, like to make you think like, oh, this is a best of? I got to cop this. Yeah, yeah. But it was just his first <laughs> mixtape. Um, and, you know, the songs are fire, but then he has a song called Calm Down on there. Which was like, uh, not calm down. I'm sorry, calm down came afterward. It was um, the tears, thug a uh, thug cries. So it was a sample of how could you just leave me standing? The Prince song, alone. In the, and he's talking about his father not being there mm. and like waiting with a basketball for his pops to come. And then later on, meeting a brother he didn't even know he had that lived literally like a mile away that his pops had on the side, like crazy shit. That I was like, wow. Listen to his music. He talked depressive shit. That's when I finally stopped doing like my, you know, you're rapping, right? Like when I said that first song I did, Use a Bitch with Alexi and them, even that song was personal. I was like dissing this fucking kid from 111. Um, Damn, I'm from 111. Who you was dissing? Oh, shit. Jason Fabian. He lived on 111 and 43rd Ave. Damn. uh, We're cool now, though. All right. (laughs) He he did some grimy shit and I wanted to hurt him really bad and he kept running away. Kiss shit, man. So I said, fuck it. You think you can rap? I'm talking about Joe Bunn, man. I got to be honest. I got put onto Joe Bunn's because it's a Harry's ass. I definitely was into Joe Button when he first came out, like listening to his shit. He was really dope. Yeah. You know, I, I think <laughs> his opinions would draw me away He used to record that shit himself. He, had his his opinions own. he was like the first one to do people. all that shit. You know, maybe that's the that problem ass. with doing that. <laughs> nah, like I said, the podcasting shit, I still love him podcasting uh, as well. But no, he is, he's, but pretty, he's a, really good at as it. As a rapper, I'm sorry, niggas don't really, if you hear Joe Button shit, his fucking pen is stupid. It's yeah, stupid. Nah, the is, man is. is lyrical. Like, that's why that Slaughterhouse shit falling apart was such a big deal to, like, Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye because they're like, bro, what are you doing? Like, we're the bar servers. Like, that's what we do. Yeah, um, it's beyond It's beyond the, the shit. Like, these dudes really wanted to do it for the music. Like, yeah. That's what it was about, you know. Joe Bunnen was Joe Bunnen got burned, that. B. Nah, he, he got burned that. so many times that at one point, and that's, that's scary to me, right? Like, Imagine being that burned that you don't even want to create, yeah. which I'm sure he's still in his phone fucking writing. Yeah, I'm sure. Nobody yeah. There's stops There's no way creating. when you really when you when you're an MC, you can't you really be that like ill. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing that's gonna take you away from that. What's the longest you guys stop without making music? That you can think in your mind, like what period? Well, recording. Yeah, like recording. Actually, recording. I mean, I went like seven, eight years without fucking even touching them. Uh, Did you ever recording. stop writing though? But not. Nah, I've always, no. I was, like you said, like driving. You know, I, I hear fucking shit. I'm like rapping over what the fuck I'm hearing because yeah. I like I like the fucking you know what I'm hearing. I get inspired. Like I'm I got like, a better flow for this shit. That shit never stops. As a rapper, you feel you're better than everybody you hearing. Like I know I'm fucking nice. Like I don't question it. I never had any doubt in my head. But like I said before, I make my music for me. Yeah, that supposed to as an MC, me. you have to. Mm-hmm. You, but yeah, like if you don't got confidence, bro, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. So, so let's, let's regroup. Let's take it back. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, what we, number we at? We, we got Chinks. We got Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. We got Core Motherfucking Mega Montana. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Joe Beasy. Yeah. And number five, uh, The Dream. The Dream. Definitely The Dream, man. The Dream, uh, 
A lot of people don't listen to his music. They don't know. All you hear is like the Beyonce songs and shit like the that. Dream. Who the hell is that? Dream. Exactly. Dream, Dream is a... He uh, wanted, it was Shorty like was a 10. He wrote a lot of music, ten. too, for All a the, lot of big artists. Anything you hear from Beyonce is a hit. From Rihanna, Umbrella, he wrote yeah, Umbrella. he wrote a lot uh, of To the left, movies. to the left, he wrote that shit. Who run the world? Girl. He, he, he married Christina Milian and then banged her best friend. Yeah. After yeah, having a baby. That's a dream. That's what he does, That's a dream. That's a Virgo. He's very like... Is that, that, how, is that how his dream turned into a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like nah, a nightmare. But him. <laughs> no lie, no lie. That's but what stood out, man. The man's pen game. Again, I love writers, though. I'm so big on writers. I'm confusing him with The weekend. Yeah, that, that's probably why. I they love are, The weekend. They, 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 they do that. Like, so they, they're similar. Fahid yeah. looks like and The they Dream. Came around, they came yeah, out everybody spawns that. The Hamburglar. He looks like Fahid. Fahid looked like the dream at one point, yo. I don't know if he still does, but he used to. Nah, nah, he, he did he before, though. He was younger. Continue, though. That was your number five. That's my number five. Okay. Yeah. Official. And that makes sense because you do have the singing and the harmonizing aspect heavy, you know? Yeah, and I, like I, tr- I list, translate man. what I, I hear, right? Like like I said, if, if I look at now, even putting that out there, looking at those five people, I'm like, yo, you know what? It makes sense, right? Because I, I could hear it in every track. I could tell you where I did this or where but I did that. What was ill about your list? And none of those none of those artists that you just mentioned oh, in your top five. Yeah, and not, not that they're not similar, but there's nothing that nobody's ever mentioned here. I don't think any one of those artists, anybody yeah. mentioned any one of them here. Yo, you win a, you win a special nobody. prize for that. Yo, nobody mentioned the, the dream? <laughs> and that is, that is Handsome's top five. Yeah. Top five. We heard it. Adolescent, manic, depressing, nobody understood Years trying to hide it and fight it, never did Johnny good Mommy blaming herself, saying it's in our genes Held me tight late at night, woken up by my screams Tears mixed with sweat, drenched, heavy breathing, chest heaving Pounding profoundly, crying, mommy, I'm at my death dreaming Nightmaring at the tender age of eight Never would she guess this forever be my fate Picture life in her shoes, picture nice from a view Powerless while in cowardice, your baby cries to you Lids so tight as you try and look in his eyes Just the thought of his thoughts and shivers down your spine Black magic placed on her fetus while in her womb Now handsome facing these demons till in my tomb I'm a survivor, though, get it from you, mama This my survivor flow, Jesus' blood is my armor uh. Jesus' blood is your armor <laughs> Boy, I've been with you since birth The only one who's loved you Lack of love in my mind, never in real life though But every love I find, seems to pay the price so I'm seen as somewhat destructive when in relationships I'm something like Joseph Budden, I can't relate to shit Diana says, I give more than I'm supposed to Barely even know him, yet give my all, it's so true But can you blame me, the guy that made me Left when I was four, I never saw relating Guess I'm making up for love, mommy never got Like hopping someone I want love that'll never stop Mike Jack, human nature, people so backwards Guess my ways push away what I'm so after Unlovable, that's the course I bear Unlovable, I guess I'm flawed with care I'm a provider, yo, get it from my mama Just that provider 
flow. Jesus' blood is my armor. Strong. Where? Where was y'all those nights? Those many nights when no one heard you cry. But me. Solitude, gotta do, feeling all horrible, questioning God like, tell me what I gotta do. Prayers unanswered, leave my soul cancer. Devil two stepping, and I'm his newest dancer. Had a point, I swore I'd never get to. Pill popping and drinking when things got stressful. Worship betrayal, and my superstar abandons me. Same shit again, Lord, what else do you have for me? Pain so profound, sadness when I think of the madness and all the downs. Perks and some Xanax, amassing my own fixes. Worst of my habits when at it, I'm so vicious, so consistent. Lying to myself, I'm like, I'm chilling, God, no longer need your help, alright? End of my wits, feeling like shit. So suck dry, in desperate need of a sip. I'm dying of thirst, I'm dying of thirst. Lamar in my head, like, stop denying your hurt. All the lying is worse until you lie. Your only mission is witness, then testify to his work. Rectifying your worth, let the fire disperse. Your words, your greatest gift. That shit you rhyming is church. Testify your old bread through the drama. I take him higher, flow. Jesus' blood is my armor. Strong. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the work you was doing while you were doing it. Not gonna lie, shit felt like like there was no way out of time.